Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Here we are once again. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Woo! Great show. Great show planned for you today. I uh, hope everybody's been following the YouTube channel. I've been trying to keep it as updated as possible. The AJ Styles interview is up on the channel. The Bray Wyatt interview is up on the channel. The phone interview with Dean Ambrose is up on the channel. I'm going to have this week's interview up soon. I'm going to have the Finn Balor interview up soon. Everything is going up. I still have to put up uh, the latest Tyrus interview, MVP, Shane Helms, uh, 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 this everything we do this week. Uh, there, there's a bunch of it. Bull Dempsey. All of it's going up on the YouTube channel. So, uh, you know, uh, keep keep checking up. There's a lot to talk about this week, and we'll go over a lot of it in the state of wrestling. Uh, New Day is going to be the guest, our interview this week, which I love the New Day interview that we did. You're going to like it a lot. But first... Before we do anything else, uh, I wanted to say a couple words about Balls Mahoney. I found out literally as I was sitting down to record this intro that Balls Mahoney has apparently passed away. He was not an old guy. He was he was he was a, he was I don't know in his in his forties I think I'm I'm getting the information now forty four. Balls Mahoney was only forty four years old, of course. He wrestled for ECW, that most notably, uh, but also wrestled in WWE for the ECW when they brought back ECW. Um, he wrestled in TNA when they did that ECW reunion pay-per-view. He wrestled uh, in, in the indies all over the place. He was wrestling until right now. I've been at shows with him very, very recently, and uh, it's very, very sad. Uh, uh, I believe they're saying uh, Balls Mahoney. Died April 12th. Little is still known of the devastating loss. The WWE confirmed the heartbreaking news. Balls was only 44 years old at the time of his death. Um, You know, and who knows? There's no reason to speculate as to why or how it happened. Um, But I will say that, and and it really sucks because it really wasn't long ago that his partner, Axel Rotten, died. Axel Rotten died not long ago at all. But Balls Mahoney was, I think, pretty special because he was able to take something that was seemingly very basic, which is this dude coming out, cut off shorts, a metal T-shirt with the sleeves cut off, and hitting people with things, and turn it in to a giant attraction. You know, if you watched ECW back in those days, in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know that as soon as I've Got Big Balls by ACDC came on, you knew something special was about to happen. You got out of your seat. You started jumping up and down. All I wanted for a while was one of the official Balls Mahoney chairs. He used to have custom-painted chairs 
for every ECW pay-per-view that he would come out with. And somebody was getting slammed in the head with a steel chair. Balls Mahoney was one of the funnest guys to watch. He continued to be fun. I loved him in the ECW. There wasn't a lot to love about the ECW uh, reunion federation that the WWE did. But the fact that Balls Mahoney was there, at least in the beginning, was something to love about it. Um, um, Of course, he was wrestling before he was Balls Mahoney. He wrestled in Smoky Mountain, I think, as Boo Bradley. But my first knowledge of Balls Mahoney as a performer was Santa Claus. Uh, I remember vividly, right around December, I think it was either 94 or 95, Ted DiBiase announces that he has acquired for the Million Dollar Corporation the evil version of Santa Claus, Santa Claus, with an X. It was short-lived, but it was one of those impactful gimmicks that people remember to this day. And that was one thing that Balls did better than a lot of people and is make an impact. You know, nobody, whether it was his just in his name, his charisma, the style that he came to the ring with, his look, everything about him. For whatever reason, Balls Mahoney is one of those guys that as a wrestling fan, you simply never forget. Um, and... Whether he did 150 moves or whether he just came out and hit somebody with a chair a bunch of times. He was a highlight of the show. Balls Mahoney, for whatever reason, was one of my favorite wrestlers in the old ECW. One of my favorite wrestlers ever. Balls Mahoney. I had the Balls Mahoney action figure. I have a WWE Balls Mahoney t-shirt. You know, uh, uh, he was... He was the the last of an era, and you know he had just he had lost a bunch of weight. He looked great last time I saw him, um, but unfortunately, Balls Mahoney no longer with us. Uh, he'll certainly be missed by a lot of people. Um, but you know, thank God that his his legacy in pro wrestling will live on, and hopefully, people will remember him for all the right reasons. So, Godspeed to Balls Mahoney, and thoughts go out. You know, it's really sad. When you think about the families, because Balls, uh, he has a kid. He has a son. So, you know, I really hope the best for the family. I'm sure that they'll set up some kind of GoFundMe thing. Or, I mean, I'm not sure, but one would think that there'll be some kind of GoFundMe thing to support the family. And I would think that that would be a very uh, worthwhile cause if you want to get involved with something uh, to help out Balls' family for the amount of entertainment that Balls Mahoney was able to give you, all right? So, you know, thoughts out to the whole Balls Mahoney family, and let's remember fondly all the the Balls Mahoney memories that we have, our favorite chair shots, whatever you want to, whatever you want to think of. Think about those and uh, all the pleasant memories the Balls Mahoney leaves you with. Now, speaking of pleasant memories, my guests on the podcast this week are The New Day, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston and Biggie, uh, Katie Lindendahl and I got to interview them down at WrestleMania Access this year, uh, and it was a really insightful interview. Of course, this went down before Xavier got to take a Stone Cold Stunner at WrestleMania, but we did get to talk about how they interacted with The Rock. We got to talk about the transition of the New Day from what they were into what they are now. We got to talk about uh, Biggie's hips. We got to talk about how Vince McMahon uh, is reacted to them when they first started this thing. 
I'm sure bootios came up somewhere. Uh, certainly the merchandise came up because where New Day has excelled, it's coming up with original and iconic merchandise. I mean, they're 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 getting people to buy unicorn horns and cereal boxes and socks and and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, very very happy to have New Day on the podcast this week. Right before we get there, speaking of merchandise, there's a lot to buy, and uh, and you're gonna need uh, you might need a couple extra bucks. I got a very very easy way for you to get it. Everybody, you know goes through a little bit of time when they need a little bit of extra money. This is how you can do it. Drive with Uber. Uber is a smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. So as the driver, it's going to help you make extra money and you can drive your own car. There's very, very little upfront investment. Wait till you hear this. Totally flexible. You don't have to quit your day job to make more money because Uber is going to let you make extra money on your own schedule. It's just, it's extra. It's not a new job. It's not replacing anything. It's just taking the time where your hand's in your pants and instead putting your hand on the steering wheel and getting paid for it. Uh, Whenever you need to make extra money, you just turn on the app and you drive. A few hours here, a few hours there. It all adds up very, very fast, and it's really easy to get started. First, go to drivewithuber.com and you sign up for free. You can do it right now on your phone. Second, you answer a few basic questions about you and your car and then get approved which you probably will. You know, you're, you're smart people. You listen to this podcast. And third, start driving. That's all there is to it. I tried to tell you it was easy. Uh, here's what you got to do to start enjoying the flexibility of working when you want and earning extra money on your schedule. Sign up to Drive with Uber today. Go to drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drive with U-B-E-R.com. And now I present to you... The New Day. Don't you dare be sour. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Thank you, Joe. Brand new mic cues. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Sam. Is there no, where's, where's like a featuring Katie? Or at least this yeah. Is like, this is very selfish you know, of you. I'm totally, I'm totally used to it. It's mm, so, okay. it's all, I like, to, I take a back seat. When you, when you have your podcast, you make sure that he's very involved, you know? Look. What's, Katie's very involved. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. I, I, I got. I noticed when when I did her podcast, you talked a lot, and then when, oh, we, did, wow. when we switched to do yours, wow. she really didn't talk much. Well, I got a lot to say. I'm just. I have a lot to say. Wow. It's important. Well, welcome the new day. <laughs> yes, you guys are so. <laughs> it's so early. Yeah, exactly. and I you came too in much. at like what was like five thirty, and they were like. Yeah. It's fine. Well, yeah, it. Time is not real. Staying on brand. You've ruined. Uh, everybody else be yeah, exactly. We're going to wake everybody. We're going to wake you up. We're going to wake you up. Yeah, what you... is it from Frozen? She's like, the sun is awake, so we have to play. <laughs> I don't know what it is from Frozen. That's exactly what we were thinking. My son just did that yesterday. It's daytime. Rips open the curtain. Yeah, it's like 6.30 in the morning. We just went to bed at like 4.30. Exactly. Wow. That's a Because when it's nighttime, you sleep. It's did you take your thing. son to Zootopia? No. Oh. So... He's not quite ready. Do you, I don't, I don't, really, I don't know. know. I was going to say, like, Woods has, has talked about Zootopia every day yeah. for the last, since he's yeah. seen it. And we have to see it. We should see it as, it's as fantastic. a family. The three of us. We should. That, I'll go see it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an amazing movie. Gets real serious, real heavy in the middle, but still something that kids can understand. And it's a hell of a message. Let me ask you guys something. Yes, ask us. The New Day uh, was established as a, 
as a, a bond of friendship before it was a, a wrestling trifecta. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, this but bonds can't now, be broken. Yeah. Friendship. Helium it's bonds. important. Yes, it is. But, like, now you're on camera together. You're off camera together. You're doing interviews together. You're dressing together. You're selling I mean, booties. Well, not dressing together. together. We're dressing alike. Yeah. I'm assuming you share hotel rooms. No, we don't. no. 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 you don't. No. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Do you we get shared to... a hotel room last week? We did. It was very obvious. <laughs> we did. It was weird. <laughs> it was oh no, it was just the two of you. It was yeah. two of us. Yeah. I slept yeah. in the car. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> like, I'm not going with AJ. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a real story. AJ Styles. Yes. Wait. I was about to say, let's get the internet talking. Hold on. Stop there. Biggie, you slept in the car for real? Yeah. Well, all right. So every. So, so, we were, so we were in Boston, uh, and hotels are always ridiculous in Boston. And if we, because most of the times we get out of shows, it's by the time you get something to eat and everything, it's like midnight, one o'clock. We have six a.m. flight sometimes, five thirty. It's like, eh, if I'm gonna be up in, I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not paying one hundred thirty dollars to sleep in a hotel for two hours. Very true. Right. I'm, I'm a penny pincher. Save that money. Who cares about your body? Who cares about? It, your no, it's like we had a minivan. <laughs> we had a, it was spacious. Kofi, spacious don't you minivan. live there? Why didn't you have him sleep at your house? There was no room in my mom's house. That's actually a very good yeah. point. I was about to say, like, <laughs> the homecoming. The homecoming. We like, yeah, we're in my hometown. We're sharing a hotel room, and you're sleeping in the car. So, shout out Game Underground. It's an uh, arcade in Framingham, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. One of my friends runs it. And it's, like, my favorite arcade in, like, in the nation. And so we actually went over there, and we were there to, like, Two, three in the morning. Kovu uh, was getting wrecked in Street Fighter Two by everyone. <laughs> oh, wow. This guy's gonna come on this podcast and lie. Yeah. Tell these lies. Getting wrecked, sir? Lie? Sir? Did I was not? running the table. If there was a treadmill on the table, that would be me on it running. Because I wow. was running the table. That's what you did. That's what you did. That's right. Yeah. Right. yeah. That was at the beginning right. of the night. Come on. And then the Almighty King and fell and hard. And no, everyone no, ran no, through him. And then he beat true. one person and claimed he was not the king true. again. Not true. What <laughs> happened was that I wanted everyone to leave happy because everyone was sad. And I, being the guy that I am, so you know, like a lot of times we come out there and we put smiles on people's faces. It's not like a character thing. That's like what I do in real life. Every day. You're saying these two don't, leave. but you put smiles. I don't know what they, oh, wow. they, they, they <laughs> may or may not. That was the and implication. He's over here he trying, trying to drive, to drive a wedge. Show him where the cracks are. Ain't no cracks in this foundation. You cannot drive a wedge between us. driving You know? I was trying to let everyone leave happy, so I allowed him to win a couple of victories. Yeah, so I, I, I will say uh, Kofi is a great human being, uh, one of the best, but he is a terrible loser. The worst. Awful. Not good? Awful Beating loser. him is the least satisfying victory that you can ever have in any video game experience. What's ever. the reaction? This. What? This. What's the, I mean, I don't, look, every time I'm out there, it's always a win because it's a good learning experience, you know? <laughs> uh, you're, you're out there training Street Fighter. Uh, uh, you wants to play Kenny Omega in uh, Street Fighter, right? You guys have a rivalry going on. Weird so thing. sometimes I'm his sparring partner. You don't hear about uh, Mayweather's sparring partner beating him up in practice. No, you know, you open up so he sees things that he might see when he faces Omega. So I try to let him, uh, you know, allow him to beat me and whatnot. That's just what I do. It's, it's very charitable, you know? That's what we do. It's it's not it's this not. This is a, everyone wins good. a participation this trophy though. I I, I think it's this is sort of training. It's <laughs> called training. I'd have my oh, money no. on Wait, Xavier. Speaking of trophies, yeah. you have your oh, Emmy. Oh, you got your Emmy. <laughs> Emmy award. Emmy, <laughs> you have it. I can do this all day. Go ahead, show us. Well, that was too nice to me. Show us, show us, show us. You have it. Unlike, don't have it. Unlike, unlike some people, Katie doesn't carry her. Uh, awards around with her. They don't, but didn't you just get an award? Didn't you like just get just get verified? Well, verified. Yeah, mentioned it. Yeah, so, I'm, 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 I'm verified. Oh, wow. I'm party I did. I threw a verification day party. Okay. Hashtag verification. It actually lasted three hours on air. On yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was a whole show on his show. So again, so even though she's got an Emmy, right? Three hours about you getting verified. I have a show with an apostrophe after my name because it's possessive. Sam Roberts show. It's mine. 
So what Which is, means I get the three hours. What's the Not Sam? It's, it's a bigger brand, you understand? So, <laughs> it's a content brand. We, we don't. That's why we're asking. Yeah, so see, see, exactly. I'll explain. It. Not Sam is where you can find shows like Sam Roberts Show. It's where you can find Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. It's a whole 360. How many digital shows landscape. do you have? I mean, how many shows do you? I see you on Raw. I see you on Up Up Down. It's a, you know up, down, up, down, 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 down. Finish, <laughs> it, finish, it, finish it, Samuel. Finish the show. Yeah. I, I bought a shirt. You bought an Up Up Down Down shirt. Yep. On WWE. My shop. girl. My girl. A Superman nails. Oh. Can we see this? In the, oh! <laughs> what do your nails look like? Of dirt yes. under them. <laughs> Hot garbage. But to his point, make sure you go subscribe to my gaming YouTube channel. It's up, actually up, down, phenomenal, down. by the way. But you say actually as if you weren't expecting it to be? Oh, wow. Well, I think That's what she I'm going to give you actually some, this is give huge some credit. Knowledge. In that space, it's really hard to break through. And so many people are already established. And I watched you. It was since what? Last June? Yeah. And you just yeah. blew up. So it's, well it's working. We just hit like 425,000 subscribers. It's We're killer. trying to hit half a million, 500K before a year. So help a brother out. Mm. Tell your friends. Tell a cousin, somebody. Mm-hmm. Need subscriptions, please. Um, I'll Sick. beg. Whatever. What's it like to play video games on that Tron in Dallas? In, it, was, in, it was 40 yards wide. It was unreal. That's amazing. It was so cool. I wouldn't even be able to, because I was watching the footage of you and, and, and Tyler playing, and like I couldn't even, I don't even think I would be able to figure out you have a lollipop, Kofi? <laughs> this is a regular thing. Too. Sometimes we're like, make conversation, and then he, he pulls hey, out. It's a unicorn. Are you guys selling those, too? Are those we are not booty horns? Booty horns? Booty horns? Booty pops. I don't know. Sam always, I, sometimes I speak out of turn, and it means something sexual. Does that mean something sexual? I think booty pop probably does mean oh. something. You said it. No, you we said it. We're not, we don't do innuendo. Oh, okay. We had access here. Well, I had access here last night. And uh, a fan gave me three of these to give to my partners, and this is... Wait, so, so <laughs> you, you, you... Wait, hold on. You ate all of them? I, well, not yet. I'm about to. This is the last third, one. That's the third. But, but second, you got that from a stranger. Yeah, I'm eating candy from a stranger, yes. So you don't know if that's laced with anything. There it is. It's booty pop. But, I mean, how, come on, look. This is a unicorn lollipop. Like, I mean, if there's one way to go, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I like, do know what you're saying. Lo- with a horn in your mouth. Come on. Speaking of... A lack of innuendo and horns in people's mouths and whatever. Um, Biggie, did you realize that, I mean, obviously you knew you had this talent to move mm-hmm. that wasn't being showcased. Because you come into WWE and you're this powerhouse, strong guy, you're a bodyguard, you're the, and you're like, I have these moves inside me that these people haven't been able to see. Like your hips now cannot loose. be contained. They can't be. I'll be honest. I, don't, I didn't know I had that in me. Wow. I, don't, I don't dance. Like, I don't dance at all. I don't do any of that. And then I don't know when it started, but it just felt right. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And it, it felt so right. It was it so was, right. Yeah, and, one now, day. and now it's getting out of hand. But I, I feel like I, I, I don't know if people, we don't, you don't really do the, the twerk as violently as you do on live events on TV. No. We haven't gotten there. I feel like Kofi's bested me. He has a very violent twerk. He I does? don't know how you haven't hurt you. He hurt himself. Back. No, I hurt myself every time. When I do it, I hurt myself every single time. <laughs> it's really like, worth I literally it. get like cramped up and like my lower back is like really hurting. But that's the sacrifice that we make. Again, yes. putting smiles on faces. Like I said, it's like a, it's an all around thing. On camera, off camera, live event. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, raw. This but do you worry do. that like like everybody remembers when like Vince McMahon? tore his, his, his hamstrings or whatever he did walking into the ring, right? Like, everybody remembers when he had to sit down in the middle of the ring. Like, do you worry that you're going to end up having a, a career-altering injury because you twerked too hard? I can't. Again, if there's one way to go, 
It's twerking. You know what I'm this man That's the gave way it everything is. to these people. What is the last, down to the last twerk? And it's funny because things just happen on these live events sometimes. So, uh, so as obviously you've heard the New Day song. We play on the trombone, and then uh, are you we've sure got, it's a trumpet? I think it's, it's a trumpet. It's a trumpet. Uh, you, don't do I, that. I think. Don't no, he, he's done this to me before, and he tries. Tries to get under my skin because he's, he's all verified. He thinks I'm verified. Oh, I am verified. Oh, wow. She's got an oh, Emmy though, so she's instrument. and again, again, taking the whole thing for yourself and not letting Katie ask anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's asking some things. Let her ask a question. You know something, but I play instruments too. I mean, I know that it's a trombone, Sam. I educated. Think it's a, educated. I did sixth grade. I played drums in sixth grade. So Will I you help him you do know. something with his hair. I did drums. Yeah, we've, we've had a talk about that. We well, didn't continue and have to seventh grade. Styles hair, by the way. Yeah. We're having a side conversation. Your hair. Yeah. It's kind of jacked up. But something. what are you talking about? You knew you were going to be on camera speaking to people today, and like you, you literally woke up like that and just like threw a shirt on. <laughs> well, I think it's, I mean that's what. You should cornrow that. You slept on that so? side yeah. of your head. You, you should definitely cornrow that. Yeah. The boondocks. Row it But uh, we're going to say so. This we, we created this twerk song. It just somehow occurred on the trombone as I'm playing. And then Kofi immediately started doing this twerk where he's on the apron, holding to the ropes, and just shakes his body violently <laughs> and legit. Like, his unicorn horn is flying everywhere. And people are just like, at first it starts slow. And people are like, oh, this is funny. But then it goes for too long. And everyone is just, at the, by the end is just like. <laughs> Horrified. Yeah, but it's great. Do you Great. sit there trying to make each other laugh? Like, are you trying to make each other crack while you're doing these that's things? That's the whole point. That's right, the right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point. Like, people, we're not really doing it. I mean, I guess we're, are we doing yeah. it with people in the uh, crowd? I guess so. You are when you're doing the no, thing. No, no, we don't even I don't even want to say it. No. Just search what on thing? Twitter for things Biggie does on the weekends at these shows. And there's some... What does he do? Graphic, well, that, 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 that graphic he... videos. I was just stretching. I was stretching my <laughs> groin area. He was stretching um, quickly towards the ground while posting himself right, up. Very important. <laughs> yeah. Very important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we do that. We uh, we have fun on the we. we have a lot of fun. No, you. we we as a collective. But uh, oh, our, like one of oh, back to the question. Let's get back on. Uh, let's get back on track, guys. Uh, but no, one of the one of the coolest things I think for us is working with guys who tell us, "Hey, this is the most fun I've had in a long time, or maybe ever in a wrestling ring." And that that actually is a fairly common occurrence. Uh, I'll put Big Show on blast. Uh, we worked in Germany with Six Men's and uh, Big Show, like legit to this day. Well, it wasn't that long ago, but uh, but still, like, oh, like to this day. <laughs> but but he always talks about like the fact that he's been around. I think 21 years, and he said uh, this is like one of the, probably the most fun I've ever had in a Six Man. One of the most fun matches I've ever had. And we all do that like four four nights in Germany. But like legit, the goal was we would come out first. And then we worked the uh, the Usos and Show. We would come out first, and our goal was to pop Show as quickly as possible. And and he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna get me." And before the bell rung, he was doubled over laughing every night. Granted, it's like seven minutes before the bell rings. Yeah, because there's so much nonsense before we even get to the match. Yeah. But I think What's, coming through that very genuine camaraderie, like the merch in itself has been so insane. I can't remember a time. We, we, we talked about this before. How about much money have we just alone spent? And the, and <laughs> Thanks, guys. And the products themselves. Like, it's not like you're like, let's put out this t-shirt and that t-shirt. You're like, no, we need to figure out how we can sell a unicorn horn. How do we produce these things? How do we produce a cereal box? Like, these are things that hasn't been in the shop before. It's, it's funny. And New I, Day socks. How does like, that work behind like, the scenes? I feel like I should explain the, the Budios thing. Yeah, okay, sure, okay, sure. So I think it was like last November. We were just in the car. Uh, try. We always try to push and see like what we can do. And so uh, we came up with the idea like, oh, maybe like a cereal. It's like, oh, it's like 
Bootios. Like, we need to make like, a series <laughs> called Bootios. And so uh, I contacted a guy on Twitter who's a very good artist and commissioned him to draw up what it would look like if we had a cereal box. Then the next day on Raw, we just said, Bootios, they make sure you ain't booty. Just set it. And then we get like two things of fan art, whatever, on Twitter. And then that Friday, we released the picture that the guy drew, that we had the guy draw. Oh my uh, gosh. Then we set it again the next Monday. Then that next week, tons of fan art. And then they came to us, they're like, hey, what's this Bootios thing? We need to do something. And it's like, we literally like willed it into existence. <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and it feels real good. <laughs> I bet you a lot of people have ideas like that. Just to get them routed through merchandising has got to be a pretty difficult track. You've yeah, nailed it. The biggest thing is like you have to create some sort of demand for it. And so like whether that's through right. stuff on TV or through social media, if there's a demand, then they're most likely, I won't say most likely, but there's a better chance that something will happen. Yeah. Well, what's crazy too is that uh, so when we first like came out and started, it was so hard to get them to even talk about making a shirt for us, you know, and then they just came out with one that we had no input on and it's the old shirt with just like the Phoenix logo on it and like if you're not a wrestling fan and mm-hmm. you have no idea like what it even is, right. like oh, you know, we're, it's cool that we have a shirt, you know, fast forward to like eight months to a year later, it's like, yeah, we want to have bootios on a shirt. Right. It's like, of course, why wouldn't we have that? <laughs> yeah. And then like five weeks later, it's out, you know, and they're selling it and like making money off of it so it's like just come around like you know 180 degrees we had a dog sitting behind us at monday night raw with a unicorn oh, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, dog came to the, uh, access yesterday i met the dog. i mean yeah, even the pets yeah. are on board yeah, yeah. congratulations it's amazing. <laughs> and I th- but i also think a big difference in that is too it's like when you guys first came out you didn't really i don't know if it was not having the freedom or whatever it was you were just three guys that were wrestling together like it wasn't really concrete like i don't really know what new day is yeah. Until you were like, whatever, let's just go out. And we talked about this a little earlier with somebody. Oh, okay. Uh, So, like, uh, if we take, like, human beings, like, you start as a cell. You have no clue what this is going to grow into, but it has to go through that evolution process. And then when it's a child, it's like, okay, now it's a child. Uh, I might not like this kid. This kid might suck. But then when it becomes an adult, it's how these life experiences. And you've learned with this person. And you've grown with this person. And you've seen them grow over time. Obviously, different sort of time frame with this in wrestling but it's the same thing when you see something evolve like there's that friend that's a complete dick but it's like you know that's my friend though you know what <laughs> right. i mean like they might suck but that's my friend i'll, I'll right. back that person up so right. going through that kind of thing with someone so going through like the beginnings of new day and it's like <laughs> but because if we would have come out just doing this it wouldn't have worked either exactly you know, it had to be a reaction it's to interesting that. to see the kofi as soon as you said that you're like we, neither did we yeah. in terms of we didn't know what was happening either yeah. immediately that's your reaction yeah yeah well it's crazy because like uh so when we initially wanted to form and become a group uh we kind of wanted to be these guys who were like disgruntled with the positions that they were in with the company and you know we got to do that for like Four days, and then we were off TV, <laughs> and then we got the idea of the new day from uh, from Vince, and he was basically like, "Okay, this is what we want you guys to do." Um, you know, sorry it took me so long, but um, I got it. I want you guys to come out and be motivational, kind of like preachers, and we're just like, "Oh God, <laughs> okay." So sank. like, and for me in particular, like, uh, E grew up in the church or whatever. Me, like, I had not been to church. I, we went to church like maybe once or twice a year at Christmas. Maybe East, Easter or whatever. Christmas Easter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, it, you know, yeah. it's been so long. And even at that, it was like, you know, traditional, like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say like Caucasian church, but Caucasian church, <laughs> where, you know, it's just like, you know, you stand up, sit down and kneel. And you want us to be these like evangelist, evangelical, evangelical, yeah, you know, type, like Baptist preachers. And I, I had no experience doing that. So I was like really, really lost. had no idea. Um, but, you know, like Wood said, it just kind of developed into what it was you know and we just came out it kind of came out and we were trying to 
motivate people, which was also messed up that they rejected us because all we did was like <laughs> tell them to be better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And believe in yeah. yourself and like do the power of positivity. And it wasn't even like all of your dreams. It wasn't ironic mode. It wasn't like you suck, but you can be better. It was like no. you're great. No. You can yeah, be yeah, better. Yeah. Like, like, no, we don't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, it quickly. Message. You could have had a merch opportunity with a collection basket, though. Well, we so. Whoa. Hey, there's a there's a chance. We we yeah. we've talked about this many a time. We talked about this during the uh, original uh, incarnation of the idea. So we this has been like in play kind of for at some point. For a while. It's yeah. like coming to America too. Who puts all the money in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. Um, so did you guys when you guys start doing this, Kofi? You've obviously been in WWE for a lot longer than Xavier. Oh, you try, what are you trying to say? <laughs> oh, you've been in WWE for a lot longer. Well, I mean, it is fixed. Oh, I did, I did watch Kofi bracket. growing up. You know, he's one of my favorites when I was a kid. We did. Oh, these two eighty six. But you know what the good thing about it is? What's that? Is that see, Woods is on the way. He is already here. He just turned thirty, so now we're in the same demographic. No, because thirty plus. Nope. By the end of the year, it's all the same. Woods and I will be thirty, but you'll be thirty-five. Doesn't matter. No, you're thirty. No, thirty to thirty-four, and then thirty-five. No, After 30, that's it. 30 plus. You're What do you mean that's it? That's it. What do you mean that's it? That's it. That's it. You know, your 20s, it's well, over. I'm in my 20s. And then when you're in your 30s, like, that's it. What does that mean, though? What does that mean? You keep you'll saying see, that. Don't, you'll it you'll see, you'll see in about three months. So you'll see. But the question <laughs> being, um, you're a guy who understands that, like, just because this is the vignette that's introducing us doesn't mean we're going to stay that way. <laughs> That's not a shot. No, no, not I'm a saying because I remember a vignette where you had a certain accent. Yeah. You were a different guy. Kofi oh. Kingston meant a whole different thing. Kofi and so you know. Kingston from Kingston, Jamaica. Why? <laughs> right near the beach. What going on? You got problems. Don't worry. We're going to solve them. But... And I had never been to Jamaica. You know? So, like, and I always say this, like, it's a miracle that I'm even here because those vignettes aired. And, like, looking back at them, they were awful to the point where, like, I was watching them in the truck before I debuted. And uh, I, I had, like, the headset on so you can hear everything that Vince McMahon is saying. And as soon as my vignette, like, aired, he just comes on the headset. like, what is this? This is barely, barely passable. Oh, no. Like, oh, my God. And then at the time, I'm just like, okay, oh, he must know that, like, I'm in the truck and he's ribbing me. Ha-ha. Knowing what I know now. That's an optimistic. He had no idea, like, who's on the headphones, you know. So he was, like, really thinking about this. Mind you, he approved all of these vignettes. So you knew what it was going to be. And now I was just like, oh, my God, like, I'm not even going to make it to TV. Because you have guys who have, like, you know, had their vignettes, and they'll have, like, one match, uh, and then they will be gone. You go so the Kizarni route? Kizarni, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Hade Vanson, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. all talented guys. Yeah, who, absolutely. Because of the vignettes, like, you don't even get a chance to shine. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's a miracle. It's a, This is a miracle that I am sitting here right now <laughs> eating this unicorn lollipop with my friends and having fun yeah. And um, at this point in my career because it, it really should not have happened. So, and by the way, I mean, you went from going to that character, let's not forget, I mean, I always remember back to your your time as you were a main event guy for a hot second. Yeah. You, a hot second. You yeah. were in Madison Square Garden That's true. in the main event picture. So you, I would imagine, look at Big E and Xavier and say, like, don't worry, guys, like, this, it happens. We can yeah. get there. And, like, don't, like, let the vignette be what the vignette's going to be. Like, just go out there and be good. I mean, I, and we I can get past. I, no? I wish, I, I wish it was like that. Right. Like I had no worries. You know what I'm saying? But I think collectively, like I said, when we were in that office, and uh, you know, after like months and months of pitching things and going back and forth with events on a personal level, um, and then having him come back at the idea that he did, 
all of us, I mean, you smile and it's like, okay, cool. But all of us at the same time, we're thinking, oh my God. We're like, dead. And as soon as we left the room, we're like, I can't believe this. Like, this is it. This is it for us, you know? <laughs> but at the same time, after talking and then knowing like our chemistry yeah. between us, uh, we knew that we'd be able to make it work, you know? Um, and that's what we did. What is Vince's first reaction when he sees the hips for the first time? Like, what's the first thing he said to you in reference I, I can't remember to what the first you had done? Thing that was said, but he, the, the cool thing is Vince loves the nonsense. So I, we always get reports that, uh, like, we'll have, uh, like, a writer or someone in Gorilla, and they'll tell us that Vince is, like, doubled over laughing. Or Vince, like, uh, he loves the nonsense, so that's, that's really cool. Is he Because there's so much, like, I, I, I like being subversive, and I really like seeing where the line is. And there's so much stuff, and I, I, I keep waiting to... I think to we all see where the lines are. <laughs> yeah, we just... But, <laughs> but, uh, well, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, we haven't gotten in trouble at all. I think one time uh, you got pulled aside. And, yo, because... Well, so the only time that, that uh, well. Vince has ever pulled us aside and said, hey, uh, pull it back a little bit, is when Woods went through a table, uh, the Dudley's put him through a table, and he did the uh, old school Devon cell. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize how bad it was <laughs> until I watched it back. And now, like, Vince had every right to pull you aside because it was ridiculous. Because <laughs> yeah, you grew up watching the Dudley boys. You yeah. get to take this bump, so, and like, you're like, I get yeah. to, like, beat Devon for a second. He's the re- oh, sorry, I take my fingers a certain way, and he's the reason I take my fingers because, like, I love Devon. Yeah. Since I was a little kid, like, Cobb County, uh, Cobb County Civic Center, there was a show, I want to say, like, uh, Heat Wave 98 or something like that, mm-hmm. where, like, the Dudley boys yelled at me and my friend and threatened to, like, beat up his mom. <laughs> and so, like, we were, like, we were, like, seven, eight years old coming over the rail trying to fight the Dudley boys. So, like, stuff like that sticks out of my mind. So, to be able to do that, I'm like, oh, I'm like, paying homage. And does that go full circle, too, when you guys start threatening children in the audience? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%, absolutely. because I know if I'm a little kid and this guy that I'm looking up to in the ring watching the show threatens me and my well-being i'm remembering that forever there was a kid uh at the live event two weeks ago last week and so i'm on the outside and he's screaming something like oh you guys suck you guys suck i'm like no we call every kid little boy <laughs> even if they're even if they're girls we say little boy sit down. <laughs> on, little boy so i'm screaming yeah little boy yeah little boy you did this to him little boy so, so he's, getting, he's getting so mad and he's got like a, like a uso shirt on and jeans and he's just hating it and so finally the Usos are like doing well and I'm on the ground and he goes, look at me, look at me in my eyes. And legit, like, he's like nine years old. Look at me in my eyes, Woods. And I look up and he goes, who's laughing now? <laughs> yeah. so, and so then, two minutes later, we win. And so I get up like, I'm laughing now. <laughs> laughing in his face. He runs over. He, I legit look back. And he's doing this in some woman's face. And he sees me screaming at this kid and runs over just screaming at the kid. And the kid just goes. <laughs> just sits oh, back wait, wait. down. Oh, it's so good. So good. Dude, live events are the best for that because yeah. we, get, we have time to like play around. And, and the best is turning around and seeing Kofi berating a kid. I'm like, Kofi, you're a father. You've been there. You were overseas. Yeah, in Ireland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. What goes on in your guys' head as wrestling fans? You all grew up wrestling fans. When you find out that you're doing a segment where you're going to have a back and forth war of words with The Rock, it's so. it's really cool. Uh, yes. Um, quick, just quickly. <laughs> no, no. I, I was going to say I was going to preface that because you're going to have a cool story. But uh, I was going to preface that by saying uh, it, it, it's it's always awesome for us. But in the same vein, and I don't know if we're getting uh, a little uh, egotistical, but we're always like. All right, that's really cool, but 
we're gonna kill it. We're gonna go kill it. So the yeah, rock. yeah. So it's never. It, it's always. Good. It's always afterwards. Like, oh man, there was a great opportunity, and we think this is gonna be something that's memorable, and people replay uh, down down the line. But we always carry ourselves like, man, this is like we're. This is gonna be our segment, and not and not not in a way that uh, like pushes guys to the side or steps on uh, the guys uh, in, that we're in the ring with. But we we always wanna bring our best out. Like it, it was really cool yeah. to hear. Like a lot of people felt like. Hey, you guys like were one of the, like the few guys of our generation to take it to hang. rock, right? That's, right. That's that's the coolest part because watching uh, the rock and guys like Stone Cold and stuff come up, like everybody in that generation wants to be like that, like badass, like you know, rough and tough kind of thing. So for us, it's really cool that we are not that. Right. We are the fun loving. We still do that stuff in the ring, but then to be able to go toe to toe with the rock, like on a microphone, and not be like. Oh, you know, I'm gonna beat you up this Sunday. It's like, no, it's it's jokes back and forth and trying to like undercut each other. And like, it's so much fun. But to ease point, the fact that it's okay, the New Day and Rock are in the ring together, and people aren't like, what? That's gonna suck. It's like, yes, I want to see yes. that because like we're at a point where we feel comfortable enough. Like he said, we're gonna we're gonna destroy you. And that's the point, and right? Isn't that the point of the segment? Is the Rock is there theoretically to make the current guys? look better yeah. so yeah. I, I think it's actually more of like a test you know what i'm saying i don't yeah. know if the rock is necessarily coming in to like oh well, i'm gonna make these guys look better maybe maybe not but mm-hmm. like for us like we always strive to be the best i mean when i was a kid um i, I think i wanted it would be you know i thought that it would be great to be in the same ring with the rock but growing into an adult and a performer it's like we're gonna go in there and and handle business you know yeah. what i'm saying like this is a test because it's fantasy booking. This is like something that everybody had wanted to see. You never thought you were going to be able to see a guy from this generation battle this guy from this generation. And not only that, but it's one of the guys who is arguably like the best on the mic yeah. of that generation. So for us as like students of the game, this is like the ultimate. Te- like I'm getting goosebumps yeah. even like thinking about this stuff because like you know it's just uh, it's like okay, we'll see where we let's see where we're at. Yeah. You know, and to be able to go out there and go you know toe to toe with uh, with this heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? It's, the uh, heavyweight. It's really yeah. exactly. It's really fulfilling and just makes us kind of, you know, it, it feels good. It feels good to know that you can hang with the best, you know, it just kind of boosts that confidence and just kind of, you know. Yeah. When you, uh, to that point that you said, uh, you know, so theoretically, like you said, they're to make people better. But I feel like it's a certain thing where, you know, to your point in Street Fighter and sparring, your sparring partner might open up for you and, you know, show you some things as where a guy like The Rock a guy like Jericho, you know, they're not going to pull punches and they're going to come at you with everything they have. So you're going to be enhanced if you're prepared to be enhanced. Yes. Yes. So he's not going to come say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll throw you a bone, kid. It's like, no, like this is this is my meal on the table. And if you want some, you have to come to the table. And with it's me. like I'm giving you the opportunity, but the opportunity is to beat me. You yeah. actually have to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's and that's that's the cool part. And that's why when we say, like, we're going to go out there and kill it. That's that's where our mind is at. Like, nobody's going to slow down for anybody you out there. Talk to the rock after it. How did he how did he feel? Yeah, he felt great. It was, I mean, yeah, it was awesome. You know, it was a great interaction. Like. Uh, and then even him, like, we have, like, a loose kind of script that we follow, but we go, we both go out there and just kind of play off the crowd. Like, he went out there, I think, interviewed, like, I think Macho, a guy dressed up like Macho right. in the crowd. We which, had no idea that was going to happen. No, no, no. Which, by the way, is so, a blast for you guys, because The Rock, a lot of times, forgets it's a PG show. Yeah, and that probably yeah, allows yeah. you guys to kind of let that yeah, stumble out of your memory, too. Line, you know? That was yeah. one of the most... 
off script imp improv style. Like I can't imagine what the ratings per minute were. Yeah. And like just the trend factor. That was one of the most insane raws this year. Yeah. 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 What am exciting to watch and exciting to be a part yeah. of? What what Sorry, one of my favorite moments was just the fact that we said, oh, you can't say penis on TV. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We said penis maybe 20 times. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's a cool thing. Like, if, if Rocky like, say llama yeah. penis, then, yeah. like, we have we, no we can say it. Yeah. But, but, the, the, but I think the coolest thing about that, uh, and for that, for me, that's like a milestone for us because he has his his stick and the way that he is, and he's attitude error. So he says things that we can't say. So to be able to go back and forth on the microphone and still stay in our PG element Minus saying penis a bunch because he opened that door. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's cool because it's a puzzle. It's a game for us. We can't just go out there and just like curse at him and say whatever kind of like lewd joke we want to. We have to get it in in a way where it's still okay for kids to hear it. Yeah. And so you, it, I felt like like watching it back, it was legit like a good battle between like PG era versus Attitude era with each staying in their element but and how do you, at each other. Yeah. How do you main? How do you put on an entertaining show regardless of what the rating is exactly. on it? And you did. You got that feeling of like a scene from like Howard Stern's movie when you have management in the back going, "Did they just say penis on the air? You can't say penis." <laughs> <laughs> well, new day. I'm glad that you're all here. It's WrestleMania weekend. This is huge. And uh, uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day. By the way, you are <laughs> ruining a lot of people's interviews because, like, as not with you guys, you guys are do, but then you're going to other people's interviews and, like, while they're talking to, like, Samoa Joe or something, you just hear in the background, Whoa! It's great. Like last time we did an interview over there and we had like the headphones on, so we're talking even louder than we like sound. So we took like, the headphones off. I'm like, oh my god, we're like so loud. People turn around. It should good. be though. Make an impression. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna get on the bus and everyone's gonna be just like. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out, New Day. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Katie. Anything that you know. Bogarting Sam didn't let you oh, say. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you guys have you been know. so kind. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it. This is like, Thank you. Of course. This is a you. test of loyalty, and you failed, Lennon Doll. No, no. <laughs> the wow. New Day has no cracks. You tried to drive yeah. a wedge in between us, but you drove a wedge in between yourself. Yeah, it's telling. Well, technically, Sam did all that. Uh, <laughs> wedge driving Sam. <laughs> Here is Sam Roberts. Thanks again to New Day for being awesome guests. On the podcast, uh, you know, some of us don't just like wrestling. We like all kinds of sports. And spring and summer is loaded with events. NBA and NHL playoffs. MLB is happening. UFC has good stuff going on. John Bones Jones coming back. We also have the Triple Crown coming up in May. The Olympics. Event Team USA Soccer on our home turf with the America's Cup this June. You get the idea. It's a great time of the year to be a sports fan and, and an even better time to join Betsy, Bet, Betsy, which is BetDSI.com. That's right. Uh, uh, they are A-plus rated on most sports book review sites, have great service, and offer odds on pretty much everything, of course, including uh, all the great sports that uh, all of you know and love. They even have odds on other current events and happenings, such as the NFL draft, the presidential election. That sounds more my speed. Reality TV shows and more. Bet The Bet DSI site is quick. Mobile access works great, and it's very easy to use. Playing there makes watching games a lot more intriguing, for sure. As a Sam Roberts wrestling podcast listener, wait till you hear this, Bet DSI currently has a great promotion where you can actually try them out for free. All you have to do is sign up at bet, B-E-T, D-S-I, 
com using promo code SAM. S-A-M. You'll get $10 free to play on the many current sporting events that are happening right now. Once again, the promo code is SAM. Use that promo code and you will be ready for some extracurricular fun watching games when you have a bit of extra interest on them. Thanks to Bet DSI for supporting the show. Thanks to the New Day for being on the show. Thanks to all of you for listening to the show. Um, yeah, it was great hearing from the New Day. Uh, they're at a very interesting time as far as their careers go because they're seemingly making the full transition into good guys. You know, they're, they're, they're fully becoming uh, baby faces. I'm very excited about this tag team tournament. And I love that, that it's <laughs> like WWE. This is I, I love it when they do stuff like this. WWE had the opportunity to have this tag tournament actually sponsored by somebody. Instead, they said it's sponsored by Bootios. We make you less booty. I really wouldn't be surprised if Bootios becomes a legit cereal. Big E said on Twitter earlier this week that if there's demand for it, they'll make it. It seems like they're going full force. They must be having their minds blown with the amount of interest that's in Bootios. Uh, Katie and I were at the WrestleMania Superstore, and, I mean, boxes of Bootios were flying off the shelves. Flying! Off the shelves. Um, so it's very, it's very, very exciting to see it all happen. A lot to talk about this week in the state of wrestling. Raw, of course, was super, super eventful. The Bullet Club has entered the WWE. You know, this has been teased for a long, long time. It finally happened on Monday. You know, spoiler alert, but I would hope that you would watch Raw before downloading the podcast. Um, of uh, TNA, I don't know what's going on with them. There's New Japan news. There's a whole bunch of stuff. So right before I get into the state of wrestling, I want to talk to you about me undies. Wait till you hear this. Uh, whether you're wearing a suit or sweats, you spend almost 24 hours a day in your underwear. But instead of making a statement like Superman's tights under his everyday clothes, your underwear is probably boring. Me undies is here to change that. Um, I find them uh, to be fabulous. MeUndies is a subscription service. Uh, They send you underwear in the mail. So if you're somebody like me that likes a treat, you go sign up for this thing. And every so often, a package shows up at your door. And there's underwear in it. And let me tell you something about this underwear. It's it's form-fitting, but it's not tight. It doesn't cut off your circulation. And I'm a guy... I 24 hours is how long I wear underwear for. I wear underwear during the day. I sleep in it, too. I don't change until the next day, okay? It's disgusting, but it's something that I choose to do. It's my underwear, and that's how I want to live it. Me Undies is one of the few pairs of underwear that has not gotten all stretched out and become a mess, okay? It's still comfortable when I go to sleep in it. You know what's great about Me Undies? I'm surprised New Day doesn't have a deal with them because you can walk. What I do, I walk around my house wearing Me Undies. And doing different wrestling poses. They look kind of like when John Cena was the prototype. They got all kinds of different colors. You'll be able to see them when you go to the website. uh, And you can get there at meundies. M-E-undies dot com slash Sam. Um, they, 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 They feel good. They're cool. You know, air runs through them. Dozens of styles. Limited edition, too. Uh, uh, to help you you make a statement with your underwear, whether anyone can see them or not. Remember, it's like Superman, right? And the lucky lady or gentleman that gets to see these underwear, because, by the way, they make them for women, too. 
So I don't care if you're a man who like who, you could you could be a man who's going to show another man your underwear. You could be a man who's going to show a woman your underwear. You could be a woman who's going to show a man. Who, you, it doesn't matter who you're showing your underwear to. You could keep it to yourself and just look at yourself in the mirror and how great you look. Me undies is the place to be. Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada, and you can save up to $8 a pair with the Me Undies subscription plan. Get the subscription or a single pair. Get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash Sam. That's MeUndies.com slash Sam for 20% off your first order. MeUndies.com slash Sam. Look, try them out. Go to the website. If you don't want to subscribe, order one pair. You'll get 20% off, and you're going to subscribe. MeUndies.com slash Sam. Let's get into everything that happened this week in the world of pro wrestling via the State of Wrestling. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. What a great week for wrestling. Welcome to the State of Wrestling. Uh, I want There's so much to go over. I want to uh, paint some broad strokes over New Japan. I want to paint some broad strokes over TNA this week because, you know, we definitely have to talk about the stories that broke in TNA. But WWE, and this is one of those moments, WWE sets the pace, I believe, for the world of pro wrestling, especially through the eyes of an American watcher. But I think globally, WWE sets the pace uh, for pro wrestling, it just is what it is. They're the empire, right? And for the second week in a row, Raw was good. I don't, I don't know if we should hold our breath. I don't know what's going on. I feel, I feel two ways. I feel very, very excited. I feel very, very happy. Uh, there is part of me, and that's me. Anytime anything good happens in my life, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that's the way I feel about wrestling right now. It's like, I can't go this well for this long. You know, usually the Raw after WrestleMania is great. And then by the week after the Raw after WrestleMania, the second Raw after WrestleMania, that's usually when the holes start to pop up. They're not popping. They are not popping. Matter of fact, you could argue that last uh, this week's Raw was better than last week's Raw. And last week's Raw was terrific. So, good stuff going on. Let's start with guys that we've talked about on this podcast since January, I guess. That's what, four months we've been speculating. And the world of wrestling fans have been speculating. They're here. The Bullet Club is in WWE. I was sitting there. I have to watch Raw live on mute because I do my show on Sirius XM every night. And... So on Mondays from 9 to midnight. So I watch the first hour, and then on Mondays I watch Raw on mute, and then I go home at like 2 o'clock in the morning and watch the show on DVR. This Monday night when I was doing the show, I was so distracted. I was trying to talk about something non-wrestling related, and I look up at the TV, and I finally see Gallows and Anderson make their debut. And I'm going, okay, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore because I'm so excited I had to no-sell it, as they say in the world of pro wrestling. I had to act like it wasn't going on so I could continue on. And then, like, during the breaks, just, like, text my friends or or look at Twitter or do whatever I could to be like, oh, my God, it happened. It really, really happened. Uh, It it was a a very interesting way in which it happened. 
in the sense that they just debuted as themselves. And, uh, you know, I talked about this on the YouTube show last week, that it it was you could either see them teaming with Balor and NXT, Styles in WWE, maybe they turn on Styles, I don't know, or maybe they have nothing to do with their former Bullet Club leaders at all and just debut as a team. I did say that I thought the third was the weakest strategy. Um, it's certainly the least predictable. Sometimes WWE decides to do things um, because we all know it's happening, right? And it's obvious what you do with it to please all the fans. You know, we all see the Bullet Clubs in the t-shirts at NXT, on the, uh, on the Bullet Club t-shirts all over the NXT fans. We all know everybody's aware of it. So we all know the natural thing to do is say, okay, well, now the Bullet Club is here to team with Finn Balor, who's wearing a shirt that already says Balor Club. And sometimes WWE goes, yes, that makes an incredible amount of sense. But it makes so much sense that it's entirely too obvious and we can't do it. So we saw them debut as a team on Monday night, taking out the Usos. So obviously they're a bad guy team, although good luck uh, having those guys get booed. Actually, you know, aside from the initial, oh my God, they're here, this is so exciting, pop, as it were, once they get acclimated into the WWE roster and become a WWE team, Machine Gun and Luke Gallows, They'll be able to get booed if they want to, if that's the goal. I think they can get booed. They can, because right now it's exciting. They're coming from New Japan, blah, blah, blah. But very quickly, that history gets erased. I mean, that's part of of the WWE machine. And I was talking, by the way, there's a couple interviews. If you want to get caught up on why this is so exciting, uh, scroll down on iTunes and listen to, this was many months ago, maybe even a year ago. Carl Anderson has been on the podcast. I, I kept meaning to get Luke Gallows on, but he's in Japan. He's over here. He's over there. Now I'll have to wait until he's doing some kind of WWE thing, I guess. But Carl Anderson has been on the podcast. So go scroll down, uh, and you can go on YouTube and find the interview too. But if you want to listen to it on the podcast, it's still up. And listen to the NXT pre-show from a week or two ago with Finn Balor on the podcast because not only does he talk about you know wanting to bring the Bullet Club in, but he talks about how quickly Prince Devitt, Fergal Devitt, however you knew him from his incarnations prior to WWE, how quickly that character became shrunken, became, became nothing compared to Finn Balor. Finn Balor just, just uh, looms over all of that. He said, you know, once he got to WWE, he realized the, the notoriety and the machine that comes with everything that is WWE uh, makes it so much bigger that you almost have no idea. You think you're a big star before you get to WWE, but once you become a star in WWE, you kind of, you didn't even know what a star was to begin with in a certain respect. So I think, and especially Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, that definitely goes for them. L Luke Gallows is probably very well aware of that because he's been part of the machine a couple times. He was, he was... You know, he was Luke Gallows, and before that he was Festus. You know, and he was on the ride with CM Punk. He's done a lot of so he knows. And I think Carl Anderson is going to find out quickly, and they'll be able to create identities of their own, I'm sure. Now the question is, what are they doing with them, right? I don't think—I don't believe 
that they are just here to be a tag team. You know, I don't think that just them by themselves, and by the way, as I said, I couldn't be more excited. I'm so glad they're here. But I don't think that, you know, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson as a tag team, just, you know, coming in from New Japan and being a tag team in WWE, is anywhere near as big a deal as, say, an AJ Styles coming in and doing this. I don't even think you could call it as big a deal as Nakamura coming into NXT, and that's that's NXT that's not even main roster. Um, you know, and I was thinking about it a lot, and of course, the first thought that occurs to you is, oh, will they jump the Usos because they want to make a splash? The tag team tournament is happening. The Usos just advanced. The Usos are, aside from the New Day, the top good guy tag team, so they came and attacked the top good guy tag team. I, and maybe I'm giving WWE, half the time I give WWE too much credit, and half the time I am right about the fact that they're pretty smart at what they're doing. And I started thinking a little bit more deeply about the Usos, and realized the fact that the Usos are not only the top, you know, good guy tag team outside of New Day, but the Usos are publicly, storyline-wise, real-life-wise, related and close with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, who is defending the WWE Championship against AJ Styles. AJ Styles, the man who most recently was rolling with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows in New Japan. So the question is... Will the Machine Gun and Gallows be a part of that main event at Payback? And I think they will. I still think, yeah, they might not be. But I could definitely see a scenario where they are absolutely involved in that main event. And it could be that they turn on AJ Styles to make AJ even more of a good guy. And, and, and they side with Roman Reigns. And now AJ and the Usos are the white meat baby faces going, how could you guys do this to us? You know, Roman says, I don't need the Usos. Machine Gun and Gallo say, I don't need AJ Styles. And now you've got the new Shield, which is Roman Reigns, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows against a babyface tag team like AJ Styles and the Usos. That's possible. I would say it's less likely. You know, right now, based on what WWE is doing, anything's possible. You know, they are absolutely going outside the box at the moment. I don't know how long that's going to last, but at the moment. I think, though, that Roman Reigns is going to be this, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm the guy, dude, um, for the foreseeable. I don't think, and I, I hope I'm wrong, I could be wrong, and I would love to be wrong about it, but I don't think that Roman is going to make a full heel turn. I don't think he's going to be a full-on bad guy. Now, when you watch Roman Reigns, and this is the difference between him and a John Cena. John Cena and Roman Reigns are two completely different animals. You can hear it in the crowd reactions where there's almost a fun to the way the crowd boos John Cena. And that fun is not there for Roman Reigns. But it's also – and, I'm sh and if, I'm, I think it's intentional. And I, I think that they're finally legitimately responding to the boos. And there does feel like there is a plan right now coming out of WrestleMania. I believe there is a plan for Roman Reigns coming out of WrestleMania. And if you look at his face, and you saw it on Raw this week, when Roman Reigns gets booed, and again, I could be overthinking, but I don't think I am overthinking. I think I'm thinking the right amount. 
when Roman Reigns gets booed, he has this look of disdain on his face for the fans that John Cena would never have. There's something about the essence of Roman Reigns that is not built to be a true good guy, that is just not built for that. He's, he's, he's got, I don't know if it's too much ego, too much going on for himself. There's nothing about Roman Reigns that screams underdog, as I've said many times. And there is nothing about Roman Reigns as a character that makes me think that that man thinks that he's an underdog. And without that, that John Cena, as much as he's super Cena, the idea has always been that he's an underdog and he has to fight a, an uphill battle again. And he will just keep surviving, surviving, surviving. Roman Reigns doesn't have to survive because he just dismantles everybody. He's stronger than everybody. He's better looking than everybody. He's quicker than everybody. So, and, and he knows that. And he's aware of it. And that's why when people say the bad guys say nasty things about him, that's why Roman kind of smirks at them because he knows he's better than them. And that's not a traditional sort of I'm your number one good guy, women and children love me quality. To know that you're better than people is is not part of that. Um, so I – but I don't think that all that said and all that to me is translated – through his face and through his eyes, because let me tell you something, I have gotten lost in Roman's Reigns' eyes on more than one occasion. But to me, all that is translated through his eyes when he's looking out at the audience who's booing him. He doesn't like any of the people that are booing him. He doesn't believe in the freedom of expression. Like John Cena actually goes like, you know what? I'm just happy you guys are here and you guys are welcome to do whatever you want as long as you're having a good time. Roman Reigns is looking at him like, all of you can go screw yourself. I'm the guy, and you're not. You'll never be. And, you know, they're having him say, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm the guy. That's a very Triple H authority thing to say. That's a very sort of, whether you like it or not, I'm in charge. Whether you like it or not, it's my show. Which I think fits Roman as the character that we're seeing it's just going to be interesting how that character truly gets portrayed. I think more than likely if one of those two turns heel, if you have either AJ Styles or Roman Reigns becoming more of a badass bad guy, I think you're going to see that happen to AJ Styles more than you will see it happen to Roman Reigns only because they haven't invested into AJ Styles what they've invested into Roman Reigns. I think... As people playing characters, and I think in terms of being successful, it would be better to see Roman become the bad guy. I've always thought he should be, and, and he could go back to being a good guy for sure, but he needs to spend some time as a bad guy. I think I just don't necessarily believe that it's ever going to happen full-fledged. I'll be happy if it does, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bullet Club help AJ Styles not win the title. I don't think they're going to take the title off Roman like this. But they may, at payback, decide to make another attempt at getting some sympathy for Roman Reigns and trying to portray him as a good guy um, by having AJ recruit Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows to either maybe jump him after... Maybe AJ Styles loses, Roman Reigns goes for the handshake... AJ shakes his hand, and while he's holding Roman's hand, 
here come Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows from behind. And they start beating up Roman Reigns. And then AJ comes in and starts helping them beat up Roman Reigns. And you almost have, you have whatever you want to call it. It's a version of the Shield. It's a version of the Bullet Club. It's a version of whatever. Um, and then that also really does pave the way for Finn Balor to come in. However, if Finn Balor comes in at that point, I could see him coming in to back up Roman before I could see him backing up AJ and the Bullet Club. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see. That's probably that's probably where I would go. If I were writing, my first pitch would be, let's turn Roman heel. Let's have Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows be his Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Let's reform the shield, not call it the shield. Make it something totally different. Just give it that shield feel, but make Roman Reigns the obvious leader of it. These guys should be Roman Reigns' backup. I love the, the role of, of backup muscle, you know, and I think it makes a bad guy even more bad. That's what I was saying about the Dudley boys. I hope that once Triple H comes back to TV that the Dudley boys get to take on that role as being Triple H's evil muscle. I would love to see the Machine Gun and Luke Gallows be Roman Reigns' evil muscle in some kind of reformation of the Shield. That would be my first pitch. I don't think it's going to happen. So when they were like, yeah, we're not, we told you, Roberts, we're not making Roman Reigns a bad guy. He's, it's not going to happen. We'll let him do the, I'm not a bad guy, I'm not a good guy, I'm the guy. We'll let him float a little bit. We'll make him a little less likable. We'll make him a little less cuddly, but he's not going to be a full-fledged bad guy. I go, okay. Well, then let's have AJ become a full-fledged bad guy. And that I could see getting approved. That, because it would shock people, um, and it could be good. That's that's where I would go. I do want to say, <coughs> excuse me, while I'm talking about the Bullet Club, um, New Japan did their invasion attack show over the weekend, and I have got to compliment New Japan. And this is another thing that we talked about with Finn Balor on the podcast a week or two ago. New Japan is not – I feel like they haven't really missed a step. Now, I don't get to watch New Japan week after week. I don't get to follow it the way I would like to. I kind of – I try to check out the big shows. And New Japan, after losing four of their top, if not their top four guys, New Japan is able to come on as strong as ever and put on a great show like Invasion Attack. Um, hats off to them. And their ability to just continue to grow. And that's what Finn Balor was saying. That's why a company like that needs to have a talent roster that's very deep and not be afraid to use that talent. Not be afraid, okay, well, we got to push this guy this way, this guy that way. I mean, you know, a lot's going on with them. Not only are these four guys debuting in WWE now and all of them are there, but then, you know, you turn on... NXT TakeOver, and, and uh, Ibushi is in the front row with Funaki, and you're like, Ibushi too? And yeah, yeah, well, we can. We're going to take him because we can. And obviously, WWE is high on uh, Japanese talent right now, and they should be. Uh, but New Japan is doing a great job of continuing to build and build and build. And I would say if WWE wants to continue to build, because obviously the network is on in Japan now, so that's probably a huge market for them. If they want to continue to do this, if they want to uh, uh, maybe have strong Japanese representation in the Cruiserweight Tournament, which I want to talk about a little bit, um, if if maybe they want to have a stronger Japanese presence on NXT because that's the network show, 
Uh, I would say do it, but I think they need to think about partnering up with New Japan the way they've partnered with Evolve because they have to be impressed at New Japan's ability to bounce back after that talent raid has gone through. Think about WWE. Think about in the mid-90s when because of WCW and because of legal problems and because of everything, they lost all of their top talent in the blink of an eye. Everybody's gone. Hogan's gone. Warrior's gone. The whole main event roster is is gone, and they have to go, okay, we need to change what we're doing. We can't even look the same. We need to put Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Diesel and these guys all in the top spots, and it took WWE years, years. They were putting on – I mean, there are still good matches from that era, but it took WWE years to really rebuild and have something – bigger than where they started and I didn't feel like when I was watching Invasion Attack that I was looking at a company who had just had their roster rated the way they have you know I looked at a company that is moving forward 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 which I'm very very impressed by very impressed by uh and speaking of the Cruiserweight tournament we find out Ricochet is not going to be a part of the Cruiserweight tournament that was a big name there were a few names that were like no-brainers to be a part of this WWE Cruiserweight tournament. Uh, of course, Zack Sabre Jr. is in it. That would be one of the no-brainers. But Ricochet comes out now and says he is not going to be in the Cruiserweight tournament. He's doing a New Japan tournament that weekend, whatever. Um, and that's a big shot. It's going to be very interesting to see because as I think I've said, I've said privately, I think I've said it on the podcast, I think that the Cruiserweight tournament is being put on to make exclusive contracts with organizations like New Japan and Ring of Honor less attractive to independent talent. I think the Cruiserweight tournament is being done not only as a talent scouting mechanism, not only as something to promote the network, but as something to send a wave through the industry that is saying, if you sign an exclusive contract with an organization, it may come back to haunt you Because now WWE is not just using guys that are under WWE contracts. We're using guys independently for specials. We're using there are there are all kinds of unique deals happening. It started with Samoa Joe, and and it's gone on with a couple more guys. People are keeping their names, but the bigger issue is we're putting on this cruiserweight tournament, ten weeks, where you'll get exposure on WWE Network. And if you have an exclusive contract with Ring of Honor or New Japan or TNA, you can't be a part of this tournament, which is huge exposure to a lot of guys, Ricochet is one of the guys that would add a lot of credibility to the tournament. Ricochet is one of the guys who other people would be watching going, ah, I wish I was in this thing. Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be one of them, but Ricochet is the first guy to come out and say, I'm not doing it, which is bucking what I think WWE is trying to do a little bit. Again, these are just my theories, but uh, I'm interested to see how the rest of the pro wrestling community reacts to the cruiserweight tournament and what the what the tournament actually looks like i think most people beyond most the vast majority of people who could potentially be a part of this tournament will be trying to do everything they can to be a part of this tournament um but ricochet not being a part of it is definitely definitely newsworthy uh let's get back to raw a little bit um bunch of things happening you know what? I was critical of the fact that 
Dr. Phil. I thought it was so stupid that Dr. Phil was going to be on Raw. He was decent. He he committed. He added to the storyline. You know, I don't know if uh, Ric Flair necessarily had to lose a woo-off to him. I don't know if that was necessary, but Ric Flair is a team player. Um, but he did a good job. You know, it, it, it it's not like he just came out and did some random thing in the ring where it was just a commercial for his show. He, he contributed to the Charlotte storyline. He contributed to a couple of stories. He contributed in the uh, Goldust R-Truth vignette. Um, I think he actually added to the show. And this this is where, and I was talking about this with a friend, WrestleMania did the same thing. Um, you know, WrestleMania 29, P. Diddy came out and he performed, I think, Coming Home. And while he was performing, there was a mass exodus in Giant Stadium to the bathroom. I mean, everywhere you looked, people were going. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. You know, it was an interruption to the show. Same thing has happened with guest hosts on Raw. Same thing has happened all the time when they, when they interrupt to do this. I, I think they're refocusing and thinking a little bit more creatively, which is important. It feels kind of lazy when they just go... All right, we're going to get this big star to perform. Uh, let's just have him perform. As opposed to, okay, let's think slightly outside the box. What can we do with this person? And they did that with Dr. Phil saying, okay, how do we incorporate him into already ongoing storylines on a very basic level so he doesn't take anything away from anyone but actually can add to it and, and, and help to explain characters because that's what he did. They did the same thing at WrestleMania with the Dallas cheerleaders, with uh, uh, Snoop Dogg. With all these people, they incorporated the mainstream elements that they wanted to be a part of WrestleMania into the show itself, so at no point was it taking anything away. You know, they put Shaq in the Battle Royal. Like, all the mainstream Sports Center TMZ moments that they wanted were incorporated into the show. It's the same thing they did with Dr. Phil, and I think it's very, very smart and, and a step in the right direction. I think anytime I support having mainstream celebrities and musicians and artists being included on the show, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's it's something that sorry, I guess I owe you guys a beer. I think it's something that uh uh it pushes the product forward without taking away from us, the wrestling fans. Uh and I I'm I'm happy to see them using just a slight amount of creativity when when putting these things together. Um, so I thought Dr. Phil was good. You know, I'm sure what you're waiting for is an opinion. And, and, and the matches were good on Raw. How many matches did we like? We got to see Owens and Cesaro. And like, what was that, a two, three segment match? Natty and and, uh, and, and Charlotte. Lots of, of, of good wrestling. A lot of wrestling on Raw this week. And I guess you would credit that to Shane McMahon, right? I was laughing to myself watching this show last night or Monday night, so hard thinking about the fact that I racked my brain for weeks. I would come on the podcast, and I'd say, look, Shane McMahon is not going to win. That's the dog squeaking a toy, by the way. Shane McMahon is not going to win WrestleMania. He's not going to beat The Undertaker, but something is going to happen where the product is going to change. Something is going to happen where there's new leadership of Raw. I just don't know what it is. And I'm racking my brain. I go, how do they get there? How do they get there? What are they going to do? How is Shane going to be in charge but lose to The Undertaker? There's no way The Undertaker loses. Oh, it's 
wrestling. <laughs> it's just, it's so great that it's wrestling. He can lose the match, and Vince McMahon can still come out, and for no reason whatsoever, give him the shot. For no reason whatsoever, say like, okay, you can have Raw anyway. I mean, he was fighting with everything he has. He was terrified at the idea of Shane McMahon controlling Raw. And now, and by the way, don't ask questions. I'm happy that none of us are asking questions. But we never found out what's in the locked box that Shane McMahon has hanging over Vince McMahon. They've addressed it multiple times. We don't know what is in the locked box. And we don't know why on earth Vince McMahon has now given Shane two weeks of Monday Night Raws with no end in sight. I mean, it's not like at the end of these shows. um, Stop squeaking over there. It's not like at the end of these shows Vince is coming out or there's any kind of storyline there. It doesn't – there's no – ongoing story between Shane and Vince. Vince just disappeared over a week ago now after saying, fine, you run it. And he's just letting him run it. And then for once, well, social media, uh, there was so much support for Shane on social media that we gave him another week of Raw. I've read a lot of social media. And there have been a lot of things that have not gone the way Twitter would prefer them to go. How they gave Raw to Shane, I'll never know. But I'm happy about it because it makes the story better, doesn't it? Sometimes you don't need to know the answer. Um, It is interesting, though. I just read that The Undertaker was taken off of his upcoming appearances at shows. And uh, there was a rumor that he said after WrestleMania that that was his last match. Um, I have a very difficult time believing that that was his last match. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him again until next year. I don't think he'll come back to do the Brock Lesnar run like he did this year, but I don't think realistically that he's done. I don't think The Undertaker is, is had his last match. I think he'll be back next year for at least one last big one. It's not going to be the Sting one. We know Sting retired at the Hall of Fame, but it could be that John Cena match that we've been talking about. So I don't. I honestly can't see The Undertaker being done, and we'll find out a year from now, I guess, at WrestleMania 33. Um, let's talk about, before we get to Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, uh, I almost, and oh, and before we get to that, I told you Maurice would be good. How brilliant is she? She has brought the Miz's bad guy character a hundred percent forward. Uh, uh, and, and, and I love that they're using, I, I said this last week, but they continue to use people like the Miz really well. Uh, and, and the fact that Zack Ryder is still kind of involved in that, I love. But Maurice is such a great addition. It makes you wonder why she hasn't been there all these years. She's so good. She doesn't need to wrestle. Keep her out of the ring. Keep her by the Miz's side because she is adding so much to the show. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, especially to, to the Miz's character. The blue M&M's thing. When she was screaming, <laughs> I, I, I got a kick out of the Miz taking a drink from his bottle of water. And she goes, domestic! <laughs> and he spits it out. She's really good. She's really good. Good, And I'm glad, I'm glad they brought her back. I still don't have any idea why uh, Chris Jericho is being used as a top heel in the company. Um, you know, he's good at being a bad guy. For sure, he's one of the great bad guys of all time. His, his thing with Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest feuds ever. But there's other guys that are good at being bad guys that are 
you know, young and current roster people. You know, I don't I don't think that spot needs to go to one of the legends. As I said, the the reason as I've said in the past, the reason Chris Jericho is there is to make younger guys look better, I think. And so to elevate him at WrestleMania by giving him the victory over AJ Styles so that presumably he can come on Raw and start something with Dean Ambrose, who, by the way, lost to Brock Lesnar fair and square, completely was destroyed by Brock Lesnar, and kind of no mention of it. It's just kind of over. You know what I mean? I'm going to beat you, Brock. No, no, Dean, I'm going to beat you. Well, Brock was right. Moving on, next thing. And then for it to be with Chris Jericho is a little underwhelming. Um, You know, I think Jericho's going to do a good job. His promos are always on point. You know, he can still go, obviously. I just don't know why that spot would not be going to a younger guy. Because even if you're saying, well, you know, that role of coming forward and, and putting somebody else over, as they say, or making somebody else look better, Ambrose doesn't need it. You know, Ambrose is not a new guy. He's already one of the top cheered good guys in the company. So you don't, it doesn't add anything for Ambrose. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I think it'll be entertaining. You know, the segment was good, uh, but I'm not a hundred percent sure why it's happening to begin with. I don't know. See, like for me, I feel like I have to watch a story being told and on some level know that after the story is done being told, there will be something for the people involved, right? That there's a reason beyond this. Long term, there's a reason for this. Whether it comes to fruition or not, who knows? But there is a reason for being for this story. And, you know, I see Dean Ambrose and Jericho, I think they could have a great feud. But I don't I don't think either of them come out of it any differently, no matter what happens. Because Dean just had the Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania. And he had the Triple H match before that. Like, I don't think he could be elevated anymore. If you said he was the number one contender for the world title, I would believe you. Even though he lost to Brock Lesnar, I would believe you. Because his credibility is that high. So, you know, it doesn't... There's no place to elevate Ambrose to. So Ambrose doesn't get elevated. He just kind of stays in the great spot that he's in. And Jericho's always going to be Jericho. So I don't, I, I just, I find it troubling to figure out what happens beyond this. But could be a case. Uh, sometimes primetime overthinks. Um, I will say I'm interested to see what happens with good guy Bray Wyatt. Um you know, I don't mind it. I think Bray Wyatt is a very unique character, and he is one of the guys who can figure out how to translate his character into whatever position he's in, meaning good guy, bad guy, it's all kind of blurry. If you want him to not like the League of Nations for no apparent reason and team with Roman Reigns, he can make that work. If you want him to hate Roman Reigns, he can make that work. And he is making it work, and it did work. I was very excited at the tag team of Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. And at first, when I saw it, I was like, ah, you know, I get that you have to do something with Roman Reigns to make him a little more popular, but I don't want it to be at the expense of Bray Wyatt. Once it happened, I was like, you know, I don't mind this. I think this is interesting. I like seeing this. 
I like seeing that Bray is not stepping down at all. He has no reverence or respect for Roman Reigns. Uh, but he's not attacking him. He's not being a bad guy about it. He's just being a guy. He's still, even though he's in a tag team with the champion of the world who all the women and children love, theoretically, he's not doing anything that is against his character. He's not giving in to the machine. He's not giving in to the man. He's still being Bray Wyatt. So uh, I liked seeing that, and I think it was done properly and well. And who knows? We'll see where it goes. I uh, Again, you know, I kind of see something happening with this AJ thing, so I don't see a Roman Bray Wyatt feud happening anytime soon. And I'm not exactly hungry for one either since we just saw one not too long ago. Um but I'm interested to see what, what Bray Wyatt can do as a good guy. I think, you know, refreshing the character, it's time for that. And he can go back to being a bad guy at any moment. He can turn on somebody. You know, he, Bray Wyatt is a lot like Jake the Snake Roberts. Whereas, if you look at Jake the Snake Roberts, there is not a ton of difference in the way he does his thing. There are subtle differences in the way he does his thing between being a good guy and being a bad guy. If you watch Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 7, when he's as good a good guy as anyone can be in the blindfold match with Rick Martel, obviously before he puts the blindfold on, if you watch him then versus a year later at WrestleMania 8 when he's an evil bad guy wrestling The Undertaker, there's not that much difference to him. You know, if you watch him as a friend of the Ultimate Warrior versus an enemy of the Ultimate Warrior, the differences in the way he talks, in the way he moves, in the way he wrestles are very, very subtle, but effective. You can see the difference. You can feel the difference. You just don't know exactly what it is unless you're really studying it and really looking for it. And I think that's what Bray Wyatt is doing. Bray Wyatt has that Jake Roberts vibe to him where he knows his character better than anybody. And you heard in the interview... Uh, that he did with us on this podcast, that he probably, he knows Bray Wyatt better than WWE knows Bray Wyatt. This is not an example of the WWE assigning a character to somebody and that person trying to figure out what they're looking for. This is an example of Bray Wyatt as a man and as a character being presented to WWE and WWE really playing the catch-up game, not the other way around. Um, so, you know, I'm 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 cool with seeing Bray be a good guy, and I think he's got the ability to pull it off and make it interesting. Um, and and he did it, and he did it on Raw. It was it was it was cool to see, and you could see at any moment because that's why it's so interesting. Because you believe him as a good guy, right? At any moment, Bray Wyatt could attack Sheamus and help out Roman Reigns, or he could just change his mind and attack Roman Reigns, and you never know when that's coming. And that's what makes Bray Wyatt so good. Bray is a bad guy was starting to become a bit predictable. Bray is a good guy, and he's getting cheered anyway, becomes far less predictable. Because what are his real motivations? What are that character's real motivations and intentions? I'm anxious to see where it goes, um, and I think it was done well. Uh, let's talk TNA. TNA got moved to, well, is moving their headquarters. First of all, they're on Pop TV right now. You know, they're putting a, a, a happy face on everything. They lost their replay on Pop TV, which to me, it's like, come on, Pop TV. Like, what are you airing? What is so well-viewed on Pop TV that TNA can't have a replay? 
maybe they're thinking that it'll help the live ratings if there's no replay. I don't know, but it's a little insane. I don't know why some of these networks hate on TNA like they do, to tell you the truth. You know, and I know it's a little more popular to probably just bash TNA, but really, like, I never, I don't think it's, Spike TV, they were getting a million views a week on Spike TV. Pretty standard. That Those million people were tuning in every week for Impact. You're giving them two hours a week. Look, I know you got to make room for, for Bar Rescue replays, and I love Bar Rescue as much as the next person, but I will never for the life of me understand I think it's an anti-wrestling prejudice. It's the only thing that makes sense to me, which none of us as wrestling fans should really appreciate, uh, that that they wouldn't air Impact, Spike TV, from there. And then for 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 Destination America or whatever that channel was that that Impact shouldn't have been on to begin with, they were like that channel was lucky to have Impact. You know, so it's uh, the one thing. TNA needs to make their product better and needs to make their product more attractive and needs to make their product more cutting edge and needs to make it something that people feel like they have to watch. There's no doubt. TNA has a lot that they have to do. But these networks need to properly promote the fact that they've got a big-time wrestling show on, that you know there are TV stars on this show, that fans are interested, that at one point it was getting a million views, and there's no reason to think that you can't attract viewers like that. But these networks, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't appreciate what goes on with the networks that, that TNA are on. Um, you know, and TNA is marketing well. I saw them post a thing that said, like, uh, it just said something. It made it seem like it's more appointment viewing. Like, one and done. Catch TNA one time only. Tuesday night at 9 p.m. And it's like, oh, okay, that's your way of, of saying we don't have a replay anymore but making it positive, which, you know, good. Make it positive. That's your job. Uh, The news from TNA this week is, you remember, I'm sure you've seen TNA's headquarters before. Uh, Last summer, Finn Balor was under the big TNA sign with the suck it gesture. TNA is losing their headquarters. They're not going to be in that building anymore in Nashville, and they are relocating the entire company to their merchandise warehouse. So the entire TNA office, everything that they do, and I guess the studio, and they just built a very nice studio at their headquarters. It seems like everything is going to get moved to this warehouse, which, you know, they're they're saying that it's a move that they had planned on for quite some time, that this was always part of the plan. It's it's not a good move. It's not a good sign. Um, You know, I'm not doom and gloom about it because I feel like every two months there's a story about how TNA is going out of business. Um, but it sucks, you know, it sucks for TNA and I wish that TNA would get a wrestling mind in there. They need to research and find the best minds in today's pro wrestling. Like the, the people who can, who resonate with fans today and let the show go to them you know honestly the dumbest thing to me that they ever did was not give Paul Heyman full creative control you know Paul Heyman wanted to come in and take over TNA this was many years ago take over TNA and he wanted to fire everybody that was under 
40, except for like one person, one or two people. You wanted to do what he did in ECW. You wanted to have one Terry Funk, which might have been Kurt Angle, and the rest of them get rid of them and just build new, fresh stars, which, you know, Paul Heyman has a history of building people, and I think he could have done it. But they decided that the TV time was too valuable, that they wanted this, and then, you know, they end up going with Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan, which was the worst thing they could have possibly done. You know, they they ended up with a show that felt like a knockoff of a show that wasn't successful in the long run many years ago. Nitro. You know, at the end of the day, Nitro was the show that got canceled. So why you would mimic that show, I don't know. Um, But this, to me, is what TNA needs, and I, I think Billy Corgan is a smart guy, and... You know, I think he's has brought a lot of good to TNA. And they've, they've made new signings, and creatively the shows have not been bad. But I think Billy Corgan needs to work with some kind of Paul Heyman-level wrestling brain who knows how to put on a show like they need to do, because otherwise TNA's going to be in trouble long-term. You know, there's no reason to watch it, right? Like... Unless you just want to watch another wrestling show, there's no reason that you have to watch TNA. And that's a place that they can get to and a place that they need to get to, in my humble opinion. Man, well, I have this whole theory. I guess I'll save it for next week or the YouTube show about the roster that the WWE has right now and the split that's down the middle. It's so obvious to me. Let me hold on to that theory uh, as I said earlier, all your Boo the Bad Guy t-shirts have gone out. We've figured out our, all of our problems with the post office. So if you, wanna, if you want some t-shirts, if you want a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirt, if you want a Boo the Bad Guy's t-shirt, go to NotSam.com. Order the shirt. Thank you to the New Day for doing the interview this week. And we will be back here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast next week. See you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.